0: Crime does not
1: pay.
0: How much you get for the coat, kids? Half a c. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not
2: so bad. It stinks. Eddie, save it, Jackie. You know it as well as I do. We take a chance on jail, snatch the coat. The price tag says two hundred and fifty. So the Fagin gives us half a c. Fifty lousy bucks. That's a sucker's racket.
0: It's beer and pretzels, ain't it?
2: I hate beer, and pretzels only make me thirsty.
0: So beautiful. Maybe you got an idea?
2: <laughs> Have I got an idea? Gather around, boys. Have I got an idea?
0: In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro Goldwyn Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear. Clothes Make the Woman, starring Gene Muir. Does not Pay, starring Jean Muir as Betty Page in Clothes Make the Woman. Every year, hundreds of thousands of dollars are lost by department stores, large and small, lost to the activities of shoplifters. Every store maintains its protective force, its detectives, but still the losses mount. In the end, the thieves are caught. But the stolen goods have passed through the hands of the fences into the possession of perfectly decent citizens who are susceptible to bargains. Betty Page and her boyfriend Jackie Benson worked in this racket. One of their operations was like this.
2: I'd like to see something a little more expensive, Miss.
0: Yes, Miss. My wife and I don't buy a new winter coat every year. And when we do... Uh, maybe you've got something with fur on it.
2: If you'll step this way, please. Thank you. Now, this is our most expensive line of fur-trimmed cloth coats. Oh, they're lovely. Uh, Which one should I try on, Jack, dear? Well,
0: I like that blue one with the big fluffy collar.
2: That's a fox collar. Oh, may I put it on, Miss? Oh, certainly, madam. Uh, Do you, uh... Do you like the color, Jack, dear?
0: It looks a little dull. So blue, it's almost black.
2: Well, it won't look like this in daylight, will it, Miss? No, it'll be a little lighter.
0: Well, uh, could we see it in daylight, Miss? I noticed some windows out near the elevator.
2: I'm afraid I couldn't leave this part of the floor that long. Oh, you
0: wouldn't have to come along. My wife and I will be right back. Come along, dear. (laughs)
2: Mr. that They seem like such nice people.
1: They all seem like nice people, Carter. They fool even me. Sometimes. But really, Mary, how could you have let it go so long before you called me?
2: But, but it is a long walk in the windows of the elevator. We were so busy I didn't dare leave the floor, Mr. Martin. Oh, no. $250. I don't know how I'll ever pay it back. Now,
1: easy, easy, young lady. The store is insured, you know? Now tell me once more exactly what happened.
2: Like I said, Mister Stack, they seemed like such a nice couple. You
1: hear the names?
2: Just, just Betty and Jack. Go on. Well, she liked the coat. He wanted to see it in daylight. I, I let them go to the elevators with it. Their windows there. Oh, I, I'm so sorry, Mister Martin. She left her own coat on the chair.
1: A coat worth twelve fifty at the most. And after they asked to see the more expensive models. You're altogether too trusting, Mary.
2: Not anymore, I'm not.
0: Give you 50.
2: What, on a $250 coat?
0: After we risked our necks to get it.
2: And left my own coat there. My coat cost me a hundred.
1: You get 50. Oh, now look here, Louis. Now
2: I know why they call you Fagin. Some fence you are. Save
1: it. I gotta get some profit.
2: You didn't do any work.
1: I'm taking risks, ain't I? For risk a businessman is entitled to a profit. (laughs) What risk do you take? What will I get out of it? A cloth coat with a piece of fox, a hundred bucks. So I give you 50 so we come out even. Yeah, and we do the work. Enough talk. 50. Take it or leave it. Jack?
0: Ah, what's the use? Take it, Betty. It's better than nothing. Joey, how are you, fella? Cold, cold. I could use a drink. Hey, Betty, it's a dip.
1: Hi,
2: Joey.
0: Beautiful, a man wants a drink.
2: I heard him. I'm reading the paper.
0: Okay, honey. Betty's sore, Joey. Fagan chiseled us as usual. Louie, that thief. Yeah. Well, he pays as much as anybody. I suppose. This stuff ain't as good as it would have been if we'd got more for the coat. <sighs> Not too bad. How much you get for the coat, kids? Half a C. Not bad, not bad at all. Oh,
2: it's so bad, it stinks.
0: So beautiful. Maybe you got an idea.
2: <laughs> Have I got an idea? Gather round, boys. Have I got an idea? Right here in the paper. The newspaper? Uh huh. You're in on this too. We'll need an extra hand. What's my cut? Three ways, equal. Out of what we get from Louis. This ideal works so slick. There'll be plenty for everybody, even at Louis's rate of pay.
0: That is, sounds interesting. Go ahead, kid. Just let me read you this. See the picture? All right, that society dame? What she got that you ain't, baby?
2: That sable coat. Ten grand if it's a dollar.
0: So, kid, so. Listen.
2: Mrs. Louise Williams, shown above at a recent charity function in Smart Rosedale Manor, is one of the sponsors of a milk fund luncheon to be given at the home of Mrs. Joseph Barton two weeks from today. Also present at the forthcoming Benefit Affair will be Mrs. Barlow Sanson, oh. Miss Josephine Cowles, Mrs. Oh.
1: Good after. Oh. The service entrance is around at the back.
0: Sorry, there's no time for that. Mrs. Barton called us at the last minute and told us the luncheon guests will be arriving in uh, just about 45 minutes. Very well, come in.
1: Uh, Where do you wish to set up?
0: Anywhere convenient off this foyer. Joe, give me a hand with the coat racks and. uh... I'm Jameson. Yes, well, Jameson, where can the lady go to freshen up?
1: There's a lavatory down the hall, third door on the right
0: to the bait for the code rack, Jack. After the load. Jack. Okay. Pull around the back and get comfortable in the car. Too late. Right. Too late.
1: Shall I send someone to lend a hand with the racks?
0: Well, you could hold this hand. What? Well... <laughs> no, I guess you couldn't.
1: Hmm. Is there anything you will need before the guests arrive?
0: No, but there's nothing I'll need except for you to go ahead and tend to your uh, buttling, If that's the word.
2: Hmm. How do I look, darling?
0: You in black satin. Hey, it's neat. How'd you pour yourself into that? And why? <laughs> There's no men around this operation except me, Joey, and that Jameson. Oh,
2: well, that's why, dear. Some of these society ladies show everything they've got, and I intend to keep your mind on me uh-huh. and the job. Are the racks ready?
0: <laughs> All in place. Hey, look at the frail coming down the stairs.
2: That's Mrs. Barton, you dope. Now you know why I'm wearing what I'm wearing. May I ask, please, what you're doing here? Oh, oh I'm terribly sorry, Mrs. Barton. You are, Mrs. Barton, aren't you? Yes, I am. Explain yourself, please, young lady. Well, your butler, Jameson, called us. The Acme Portable Hat and Coat Checking Service. This is our specialty service in private homes. And half of our tips go to the fund which the functions we service are given for. Hmm, that's a nice idea. Strange Jameson didn't tell me he'd called you. Well, he he called just half an hour ago in the rush of preparation he must have forgotten. Perhaps. I've been dressing during the last half hour. Oh, excuse me, the door. I'll answer it, madam. Never mind, Jameson. I want you to check the service pantry. Thank you, madam. Oh, what a
0: life he leads. Yes, madam.
2: No,
1: madam. I'll do it, madam. Shh, quiet, you fool.
3: Louise, darling.
2: Money, dear. I'm so glad you came early. Well, I thought I might have something to do. Not a thing, darling, not a thing. Except have a cocktail and keep me company. Well, that would be a pleasure. Check your coat, dear. Tips go to the milk fund. Of course. It's a wonderful idea. I do so hate to have all the bedrooms mussed with coats and things. It was Jameson's idea. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to steal that man right from under your roof. <laughs> <laughs> you try, darling. Just you try. Oh, no, wait. Just a moment. Let me see that coat on you.
3: Oh, haven't you seen it before?
2: Only in that picture in the Tribune. Oh, it's luscious. Leopold, of course. Oh, thank you, dear. Yes, of course it's Leopold. Could anyone else match skins like these? Uh, Here's my coat, young lady. Thank you, ma'am. We'll take care of it for you.
1: May I compliment you, young lady, on the way you've pleased Mrs. Barton's guest? Thanks, Jameson. Now you've said your piece. Run along. Well, really. After all, one could be polite...
0: What's with him? Is he on the make or something?
2: <laughs> Could be. I understand black satin has an effect on some men.
0: <laughs> oh, it has on me, baby. Nothing any of the dames in there was wearing can make him look like you.
2: Save it, darling. We got work to do. He hear you? Sure. Joey heard me. He's coming.
4: Okay, kids. I'm out here waiting all set. Here they
2: come, Joey. Wait till Louis sees this hall. Mink, Persian lamb, broad sable, and all real.
0: Here, Joey. it's of course load. There's about 30 coaches.
2: No, no, Jackie. Not all of them.
0: You want to leave some? Got him. Next pile. Hold it, Joey. Betty's going nuts. Not right
2: me. Here. I'm smart. The three coats you just put through that window are worth about 15 grand. Okay. We take six more, including Louise Williams. We'll have over 50 grand in the hall. But we leave the rest. So nobody will suspect anything until the women whose coats we took come looking for him. By that time, we'll be miles away. Get it, Jackie? Oh,
0: <laughs> got it, beautiful. In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with Clothes Make the Woman. Now we continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Gene Muir as Betty Page in Clothes Make the Woman.
1: <laughs>
0: Stolen goods have little value unless there is a market for them. It's up to the fence, the receiver of the goods, to find that market. In the case of Betty Page and her friends, Louis Fagan Keller had to find the market. He waited a sufficient length of time and then approached his first possible customer. Who is it? You decent, Patty.
3: Who is it?
1: Louis Keller, member.
3: Not my favorite bargain hunter.
1: And find it. <laughs> Do I get into the dressing room with the best torch singer in town?
3: <laughs> At least in your opinion. Come on in, Louis. Get yourself comfortable. I gotta
1: make a change. Yeah. Hey, you're looking wonderful, Patty.
3: Louie, when I come out from behind
1: this screen, you're
3: gonna need another word. That's all. Go where me, Louie. No top, no back, practically no front.
1: And cost an arm and a leg.
3: <laughs> but not
1: mine. <laughs> <laughs> I bet on that, uh, Patty. Uh, in a market for a real bargain? What? What is it this time, Louie? I? No. Sables.
3: Yipe. You got it on you?
1: I'm not crazy yet. You don't carry 10 G's worth of sables around like they were silver foxes.
3: Are they hot?
1: You know me better than that, Patty.
3: Do I? Say, how do I look?
1: (laughs) Good enough to eat and then some. Um, Sables go good with gold lame.
3: Not hot. Stables.
1: I don't peddle hard stuff, Patty. You know that. Well, how, then? Well, some people went broke. I bailed them on a heart. Wife gave me the coat for cash. Oh,
3: I believe you. How much?
1: Five Gs? Too much. What's your offer?
3: Uh, two-five. Not
1: a nickel lesson three-five. I gave two-foot myself.
3: Three-five it's a deal. When?
1: Tonight, when you finish your last number. That, Patty, <laughs> is Keller's service.
2: Waited so long? You don't seem to understand.
0: We understand, Mrs. Barton. You called us here when the theft was discovered. We questioned your butler and the other servants. Your butler says the coat check people told him you called them. You say they told you he called them. Total zero. When we have nothing to work with, Mrs. Barton, there's practically nothing we can do. Except wait.
2: Wait, Lieutenant. How long? For what?
0: No one knows how long. For a break. A break? But surely the insurance company. They have their own people. They've seen us. They think it's your butler. Jameson? Impossible.
2: He worked for my father, now for me. He's known me since I was born.
0: People get funny ideas sometimes when they need money.
2: Jameson wants for nothing. He never will.
0: Nothing you know of, Mrs. Barton. Now, let it be, Stone. The butler's all right. So are the other servants. In fact, they're so all right and so used to everything being normal, they were perfect setups for the crowd that pulled this job.
2: Surely, Lieutenant, there must be something you can do. I won't be able to hold up my head in my house to have such a thing happen.
0: When the break comes, Mrs. Barton, we'll be ready. But
2: what kind of a break, Lieutenant?
0: Mrs. Barton, 85% of the population of our prisons talked themselves in. We'll get our break with patience.
2: You to see that drool when she's got that coat, Betty. Oh, I drooled myself. I wish I could have kept it.
1: Patty Laurel, without a brain in her head, gets to wear that coat. What a we care. She's got the coat, we got the dough. Yeah, I know you kids had come through with a big idea once, anyway. Once? What do you mean by that? Well, you can't pull a stunt like that
0: again. Oh, can't we? Now, now look, Betty, let's not take chances. We pulled down 15 grand on that deal and no income taxes. Shut up
2: and listen. Okay,
0: okay. Aren't
2: you writing high, kid? Never mind that, Fagin. Get this. There hasn't been a word in the papers about the Barton job. Not one word. <laughs> How they hate to be taken, that kind of people. But okay, that means nobody's talking. So for the next job, we pick a spot a few miles from Rosedale, and nobody will be wise.
0: Smart. Smart as a whip. But not too soon. There's no sense taking chances, and we don't have to.
2: What scared you, darling?
0: Dick Davis. Who, who's he? You remember, don't you? The party Joey threw to celebrate our haul?
1: What, that, that little one with a squint?
0: That's him. Best second story man I ever did business with. Yeah, well, he's in a tank. What? Yesterday. Went back to a neighborhood too soon. Picked him up, caught him on a job. Oh, so he pulled a boner. And he had a piece on him. Armed robbery. 20 years. Poor Jake. His
2: own fault for getting caught. They won't take me that way. See what I've got, boys. Eddie, where'd you get that piece? It's a souvenir, a war souvenir, twenty-five caliber, a lady's gun. Fellow I bought it from says it packs a terrific punch. Uh, that's no good, kid. You'd lose it someplace. If we do another job, don't carry it. Not carry it? Now, boys, you know everything's going on these days. A girl wouldn't think of wearing her minks unless she had some protection. Mm.
0: Look, Davis, we're not playing dominoes. You got a choice. Twenty years to life for armed robbery, or we'll pin the Fourth Street killing on you.
4: You can't do that. You can't, Lieutenant. You wouldn't find an innocent man.
0: Oh, wouldn't I?
4: But I don't know nothing. I always worked alone. You know that. Please, Lieutenant, give me a break, will you?
0: You had to have someone sell your halls for you. Who was it?
4: I sold it myself. Pedal it. Honest.
0: Stone, uh, yeah. th- is the conference room free the one downstairs? If it isn't, it will be. Say, did you know, Lieutenant, they just did a new soundproofing job down there. Yeah, a man could yell his lungs out and nobody would ever hey, hear him. Wait a him. minute, wait a oh, minute. That's so? How nice. Uh, what do you say we test the soundproofing with little Richard here?
4: No, 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 you can't. It's against the law.
0: <laughs> Listen to who's talking now, Stone. <laughs>
4: against the law, huh? <laughs> well, well, well. Can uh, can, uh, could I make a deal? What kind? Or maybe, uh, maybe you dropped the arm part of the charge.
0: What for? Will you? Will you? Let's see the size of your merchandise.
4: It's, uh, it's the gang that pulled the Rosedale Manor job. The Rosedale job.
0: You in on that? No, no,
4: no, no, not me. But I went to a party. They were celebrating, see? Jackie Benson, Betty Page, Joey the Dipwaters, even Louis Fagan Keller, the fence. You see, they, uh, that is, Joey, he had a few too many, see? I got the whole layout. Is it a deal, Lieutenant? It? Is it? Yeah.
0: Patty, I want to see your new coat.
3: On or off, Lieutenant?
0: Uh, Save it for the suckers out front, Patty. Where's the coat?
3: In the closet. And I paid good, honest money for that coat.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. The money was honest, but how about the man who sold it to you? How about Louis Keller? Uh, This it?
3: Yeah, that's it. What do you do? stop it! Shut in the coast. you got no Shut right up to patty wait
0: this is stolen goods and you know it see yeah here's the furrier's code mark is
3: it the what?
0: furrier's code on the skins under the lining good as fingerprints you don't mind if I borrow your sables for a few days do you patty I'll give you a receipt <laughs> Mr. Leopold But of course Of course it is my coat I know it even Without the markings Whose is it
1: Mrs. Williams Louise Williams For her I made it Special I matched the skins Like no other coat
0: In the world You keep a record That'll stand up in court But of course Always you off that Lieutenant Yes Mrs. Barton We got our break We found Mrs. Williams Coat
2: Oh Louise will be delighted No more than I am Lieutenant
0: I'm sure you are now then, Mrs. Barton, we'll get all the coats back if you'll cooperate with but, us.
2: But, what can
0: I do? You have a lot of friends, Mrs. Barton. Do you think one of them would go so far as to arrange a benefit affair like yours? Say, uh, someone who lives about ten miles away from you, Mrs. Barton? <laughs> Definitely not bad. How much do you suppose this one's worth, Betty?
2: Not much. About free cheese. They're better ones. Where's Joey? You whistled for him five minutes ago.
0: It's a different layout here. What's eating he
2: you? I don't know. I just don't like the feeling around here. With the love of Mike. The girl's getting sensitive. Sensitive. Didn't you notice who's here? Where's Joey? He'll be along in a minute. Who's here? Mrs. Barton and the Williams Dane. Oh,
0: so that's why you ducked behind the racks and let me check them
2: out. They'd remember a woman.
0: All right. It's all right. They didn't see you. There's Joey. It's not picking, kid. Here they come. Okay, Betty.
2: Here's here's three for a while. I'll get some more.
0: right. Now watch it, Joe. Hey, Betty, that's not Joe at the car. No, it's not, Benson. Cop! None of that. There's no exit for you, Benson. I told her we couldn't pull the same stunt twice. Where's the dame? Betty! The dame's crammed, Lieutenant. What? She came out from behind the coat racks with a gun. Got out the door before we could grab her. We'll get her. You take care of this monkey while I get out the alarm. (laughs) Albuquerque, and Los Angeles. Now loading at gate three. You had a good hunch, Stone. Restroom covered? Inside and out, Lieutenant. Check. Let's go. Pardon me, miss. Uh, You're Betty Page, aren't you?
2: Sorry. I'm afraid you've made a mistake. I'm not Yes,
0: you are. The young man over there says so. His name is Jack Benson. Jack
2: Benson! A full of filthy
0: rotten. Oh, no, You can't blame a man for finding his way out of a long-term rap I now, can, can blame
2: I? a man for anything. Got a
0: gun, Lieutenant? <laughs>
2: <Stop it>. Dirty, <laughs> rotten, scrawly.
3: Ladies, don't
0: play with guns. Not around me, anyway.
3: You didn't have to break my wrist. You didn't have to. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't worry about that. It'll have plenty of time to heal. Where you're going. <laughs> Mine does not pay. Jean Muir, who was starred as Betty Page in Clothes Make the Woman, will be back with you in just a moment. Now, here in person is Jean Muir.
2: To me, the most interesting side of the character of Betty Page is her background, a part of her which, unfortunately, there's no time to dwell on at length. Invariably, though, girls like Betty Page reached and passed a point in their lives where they were denied the nice things they saw other girls have through no fault of their own, and denied, too, the means to get those things honestly. With a good education, a job of the future, Betty would have become a useful citizen. Her mind, and she had a good one, would then have worked for, not against, society. It follows then that the fundamental causes of Betty's career in crime lie at the door of society as a whole. It is up to us, the everyday citizens, to understand those causes and to destroy them, because for us, as well as for the Betty Pages of this world, crime does not pay.
0: Thank you, Jean Muir. <laughs> Climb Does Not Play is written by Ira Marion and directed by Marks D. Lowe, with music composed and conducted by John Gart. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkus. The events, characters, and names used in the story you've just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. <laughs>